I want every woman to know their worth yes. to live. There's way too much going on in the atmosphere yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. So many people are talking about how they don't deserve to live. They don't think they have a purpose. Right. I hear it all the time yeah. and it breaks my heart because yeah. that is the plan of the enemy. If we could just flip everything upside down and realize, if we could listen to the voice of God louder than the voice of the enemy and realize how powerful God is and his light and his strength and his confidence and his joy and his hope through us versus what the enemy is replaying yes. in our mind all the time, then we would know. Every time I feel like something's being stolen from me. Every time I feel anything opposite of what the fruit of the spirit promises me. Mm -hmm. So if I feel unworthy, shameful, if I feel, you know, hopeless, if yeah. I feel anything that I know is not from the Lord, then I am entertaining the enemy. When you think like that, things change very quickly. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. We all have it, but some of us either really need to identify it or start to empower it. This show is all about giving you the lessons, tools, and principles I've learned after building a nine-figure sales organization, training leaders around the globe, and working alongside of some of the most influential people in this world. So now it's time to de-plug from your outside world and plug into your new world here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I am here with faith-based business strategist for high-achieving women, Brooke Thomas. This woman is not only a light in my life, but thousands of others. I could go on and on with the accolades, the magazine she's been on the cover of, the different news landscape she's been a part of, the businesses that she's built. She has created a beautiful community for high-achieving women to help them grow to six, seven, eight-figure businesses. She has a leading podcast. She does so much, not only all these things, but she has two beautiful young women as daughters, and they are so incredible that she's raised along with her husband, Brett. We have Brooke Thomas on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for being here. Thank this is so special to me. Yeah. Long time coming. Long time coming. <laughs> it's yeah. so special mm -hmm. because oftentimes, you know, I interview people that I deeply respect and admire, but I don't have as deep of relationship with, yeah. or, you know, I haven't experienced their work and your work is God's work and your work completely changed my life. And so today is so special to me because I believe more people need to hear from you mm -hmm. and the work you're doing is truly transformational. So just like, <laughs> I just want to tell you that Thank you. like forever, like there's, mm -hmm. so we have our careers yeah, and there's always like these defining moments in a career and it's like the people you meet, the mentor you had, and it's like, boom, you're that for me. Wow. Yeah. So thank you. Wow. Thank I just want to so tell much. you that, girlfriend. I love you. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> it's so amazing when you can meet other women that, you know, you have fun with and you vibe with. But when you go deep, which is so important to yeah. just, you know, go deep with other women and 
when, you know, I feel like it went so fast for us. And so thank you for that. But um, I just, I really honor and respect everything that you're doing and what you've built and created. And, you know, so far, it's just, it's just the beginning for you. Just the beginning. Just the beginning, So tell me about your beginning. I didn't even mention she's a cancer survivor. I mean, tell me, (laughs) like, you've created this empire, this brand, Live Out Loud. It's pink. It's bright. It's freaking powerful, (laughs) right? Like, where did all this begin? Like, tell me about your come up. What was that like? Well, I would say, you know, the we could start with the cancer story because I feel like that was the catalyst moment to really get me to where I needed to go. And, you know, I'll, I'll say that I always was the little girl that wanted to see other people win. I didn't know that that was my gift. I realized later in life that that was a gift to actually be a girl, a young woman, and an older woman that actually wanted other people to win authentically. Like I would get so excited when, when somebody else had success. And I didn't understand when I saw other people you know, not being like that for somebody else. Like it was easy for me to promote somebody else. It was easy for me to celebrate somebody else. And, you know, just like any of us uh, that are girls and women that have had a broken heart by somebody else that just didn't want to celebrate you or just didn't want to, um, just didn't want to talk highly or or kindly about somebody. And it really does affect people in such a, a big way. And having daughters that are now 15 and 18, I've watched you know, what that does to girls Mm -hmm. and what that does to young women. And, um, it's, it is my mission, you know, to be able to really pull out the greatness in women and to say things like you go girl, because it matters, right? You know, there's not enough people that do it. There's not. And that really mean it, like, you know, truly mean it. I mean, that's the thing about you. You're constantly bringing people together. Like some of the other greatest women that I've recently met in yeah. my life, you brought them to me. Yeah. Like you're just a connector and ambassador where I feel like a lot of women have this spirit of jealousy mm-hmm. or offense or yeah. Like I don't want to be with someone who outshines me yes. or, and it's just like, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. I'm, I'm like, why, why not? And that's why I didn't have a lot of girlfriends mm-hmm. most of my career. Yes. And I hear that a lot. And I think that those are the women that I attract in a lot and that I'm attracted to because it's like, we see each other. We're like, Oh you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. really, okay, let's do this. You know? <laughs> and it's like, is this for real? Yeah. You know? And, and listen, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. women that, you know, that I could be in relationship with, or that I've been in relationship with in the past, like with business relationships right. or friendship where I thought I'm like, right. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden I hear they're talking about me behind my back or, you know, it yeah. wasn't the case. And it's like, Oh, that was such a bummer. Right. And it happens on so many different levels to so many different girls and women. And it doesn't have to, that's the thing. It's so much more fun and so much more exciting to actually be around people that you can celebrate yes. and not worry. And that's really, that's where the faith piece does come in because yeah. I don't worry about somebody else bringing my success you know, God is going to bring my increase. God is going to bring my success. But let me back up to the cancer story first. Um, so I, it was, I'm 45 right now and it was eight, well, 19 years ago now, because my daughter's 
18 and a half, so it was a little over 19 years ago, that I was pregnant in my first trimester of pregnancy. So I was newly married, newly pregnant, so excited to start a family. I was 26 years old. I was in a career. Um, and, you know, I was just excited. And I found, I found out in my first trimester that I had stage three cancer. So I'll never forget, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when everybody else, you know, I, I was, again, 26, I had other friends that were in their careers or getting married or starting a family. And I know nowadays, like, people yeah. started it later. Right. But, you know, back then, that was yeah, like a normal, you know. Yeah. And I just will never forget, I was in, you know, the doctor's office, and they literally told me I couldn't leave. And I needed to go to uh, the oncologist like downstairs. And they're like, you can't leave. And I was like, well, wait a second. Can we just take care of this later? Um, I just want to go home and I want to, you know, finish out this pregnancy and have right. my baby How and then we'll deal with this later. first trimester, oh my gosh. only the first trimester. Um, but there was something about when they told me I couldn't leave and I had to deal with this then that triggered me because in the, in my past, and I'm, I'm, I feel like this is an important message because I do believe that so many people that have gone through trauma or pain or shame, whether they have done something or something's been done to yeah. them, you know, a lot of women, it's easy. It's not easy, but what we've done is we just said, let's just pretend that didn't happen yeah. so that we can move on, especially yeah. successful women, because, oh, yeah. you know, we can either stay in that place or we can say, we're going to be victorious. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to be victorious. Right. I'm going to move out from out of that place. And so this was one of those places where I was like, okay, I hear what you just, just said, but let's just deal with this later. I'm just going to pretend this, that you didn't say that. Right. But I wasn't allowed to do that because I was in a hospital and they were like, you can't leave. You know, we've told you this information. You have two choices. And they actually only told me the first choice right away. And they encouraged me to have an abortion and get chemotherapy right away. And they told me the severity of my cancer was worse than I thought because of the blood work that they had received. And it was stage three melanoma. Oh my God. So skin cancer spreads hard and fast right. when you're pregnant because of your hormones. And they basically told me, this is your option. And I was like, okay, there has to be another option. Can I just, like, I don't wanna deal with this right now. The only other option was to cut the cancer out without anesthetic. And, um, that's what, that's what I chose. So they, they told me, listen, if you choose this option, the can the cancer most likely will return. And I was, they gave me all of the stats of women that didn't do anything. Either the baby died or the mom died. They gave me stats of, you know, if you choose this route of right. just cutting it out, right. the cancer most likely will return. So you know, I had a lot of words being spoken over me, a lot of deaths being spoken over me, basically a death sentence. Okay, choose this option. You probably won't live past 40. Choose that option and, you know, abort your baby and have chemotherapy. And I was just, I remember just being in such a whirlwind. And again, this is almost 19 years ago. Right. So life is different now. I'm right. a totally different woman now. Yeah. There, there's things that I would have said or done differently now that I didn't know. Yeah. But Back then, you know, with the information I was given, yeah. um, it was a really scary time. Mm -hmm. And I chose the second option and I had 50 stitches. It was from one side of my stomach to the back because it was a, it was cancer on my back, melanoma on my back. And, um, they had a cut out deep and wide and, um, 
they gave me a little bit of topical lidocaine, but when you have 50 stitches and they cauterize you, you can feel everything. Um, And it was just a really crazy time for me because I was supposed to be so excited and I was that I was having a baby, but like I was, I was coming home to these bandages that were just gushing blood and, you know, the, these stitches that were massive. And as I was growing out in pregnancy this way, second semester, third semester, things would keloid, they were ripping, you know, my husband at the time was in medical sales. So he would bring me home all of the, the bandages and like, you know, he was, he was just doing all the things that an amazing husband would do to just help me to feel a little bit better on the outside. But nobody had any idea what I was struggling with, not only on the outside because I was covering it up, but on the inside emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I just remember feeling like, hmm, I guess this is actually what happens when you think you have something that's going to work out, but you realize it's not going to. Mm. And I, I honestly remember feeling like, who was I to think that I could actually get married to a man that would love me and have an amazing pregnancy and have a child, why would I think that could happen to me? Oh. And, and I say that, I honestly say that because nobody would have ever known that I thought that. Mm. I was always like, I'm More fine, I'm fine. Like everything's yeah. great. People yeah. would be like, are you doing okay? I'm fine, I'm great. But inside I was being tormented by I deserved this. Maybe something I did in my past, maybe something that happened to me or something that I did or something that somebody said to me when I was little, maybe that was actually true. Maybe I actually thought that I could have this, but the reality is I can't. And so I probably deserve this. I never went through like getting mad at God or anything. I actually went through the opposite. I felt so much shame inside because I felt like I deserved it. And I can say that now because I know after sharing this story with tens of thousands of women over the last 19 years, how many women have struggled with this form of a story. I completely relate. I've told myself the same thing. Okay. When I went through my whole darkest of dark, like... Mm -hmm. Oh, you probably deserve this, like total shame story. And it's always, not always, many times, it's the women that people would never think uh-huh. would feel that way. Right. Because I am constantly encouraging others. Yeah, you're the best. And, but it's, I think a yeah. lot of times people say, why do you love to encourage so much? It's, and it is authentic. It really is. I can see the goodness and the greatness in yeah. people very quickly. And it's yeah. like easy for me. But I think it's because I know how important it is to just be reminded of the good things yeah. instead of the bad things. Yeah. Or just be reminded of the qualities that God gave somebody yeah. instead of what the enemy tries to remind us of every day. And I speak so boldly about this now because as that 26-year-old girl, even the 30-year-old girl still felt like she didn't know who she was. Mm. So she had to pretend and, you know, she had to make sure that everybody thought she was okay Mm -hmm. just to make sure that like everybody else was fine. Yeah. You didn't ruffle feathers Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be too much about you. Like you don't want the, yeah. Or I, I think in my mind, it was like a hard time to go. I'm being vulnerable. This is real. I'm suffering versus like, am I being a victim? 
Right. So it's like I didn't want the victim mindset, but yet I needed like help and I needed to surrender. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what, like, how did you deal? How did you heal? Okay, so, yeah. So that, that time, like physically, it was really hard, but emotionally for the first time, like, I think when people started to eventually ask too many times, I would just break. Like, I always say, if you, if you look at somebody most of the time and you say, how are you doing? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm fine. But then if you actually look at somebody in the eyes and you say, no, but like, how are you really doing? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. No, 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 no. Like get closer. Yeah. How are you really doing? Yeah. Like really? And I remember somebody asked me that and I just broke. I just broke. And I was like, I'm actually not fine. And I was, I, it was like the first time I said it out loud. And, and the whole reason I wasn't fine was just because of all of those things that were replaying in my mind about all the reasons why this was happening to me. Yeah. And I really thought that I deserved it. And that is not the voice of God. That's no. not the voice of the creator that no. created us. No. That's, we were born on purpose and for a purpose. Right. And the voice of God should always be louder than the voice of the enemy. But so many times we don't know it's the voice of the enemy. Straight up. <sighs> yeah. It's like we just walk around like it's normal to have anxiety. It's, yes. it's normal to feel blue. It's normal to not be motivated. It's, it's just, it, and, and it's like, no, it's not normal. Like, exactly. It's not normal, but we don't speak of it from the voice of the enemy. Well, and we, when we feel hopeless, yeah. when we feel... Um, offended, when we feel prideful, when we feel unworthy, Mm. when we feel anything that's outside of the fruit of the spirit, when we feel anything outside of what God says that we have from him, then that's not the voice of God telling us. Right. So it took me so long to understand that because I always thought it was my voice. We get so used to stuff that replays in our mind thinking it's us. Right. And it's not. Right. It's a familiar spirit that we're so used to hearing from such a little age that we actually think it's us because it's so familiar. Like the spirit of intimidation and the spirit of fear followed me around most of my life. Most of my life, I was intimidated and afraid. But listen, nobody would know because I was very good at being like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And if I, you know, if I said I was fine and I had a smile on my face, most people wouldn't really realize how intimidated I was or how afraid I was. But I didn't know that I could call on a living God and ask for, for the Holy Spirit to get rid of that spirit of intimidation and fill me up with a power that could come from Mm. my creator. And so backing up to like the whole cancer journey, I, I did have like lots of moments probably within a two year time period of having my daughter that just, she just turned 18. And so it's just like, you know, this is my precious daughter that just turned 18 that the doctors told me you know, to to not have. And I'm 45 and they told me I wouldn't live past 40. But the thing is, is that I stopped listening to what other people said. And I started to think, but hold on. This is where the faith piece comes in. People came into my life where they started showing me things that I didn't know. I didn't understand the Bible and scripture the way I do now. It's been 19 years. 
I remember being so intimidated by scripture, the Bible, especially by people that would like speak it out and it would sound, I'm like, it sounds like Spanish, German, what, like this is what this, you have so turned me on (laughs) to like, so like the, the word and you've made it make sense. And, and it, like, I have not met another woman, especially in my space. That's just like, you're like speaking the word, like prophetic, like you're just, it's like, you are just, it's a whole nother level. And I wondered like, was she just born this way? <laughs> like how, like, how did she get this way? Like, you're just spitting fire, all the truth, all the time. And so someone came into your life. Yes. And there, what did they do? Here's the Bible. Read it. Well, no, first of all, there's a, there's a song. You. There's a really good worship song that says, if you knew me then, you'd believe me now. Mm. Like, you know, the story of transformation is incredible for, for so many people. That's why it's so important for us to tell our stories. Yeah. So I'm so grateful for what you're doing and what you do, because telling our stories is everything. You could see people and... You know, you, when you only have a little bit of time to show people who you are, they just right. assume certain things. I but know. telling your story is so important. And, and that is what happened because I remember, I was just talking to my good friend about this. Like, I'm like, I remember so vividly and I would always pray and I still pray, Lord, never let me forget. Never let me forget how I used to be. Yeah. Because I remember being that girl Oof. that when I was standing in like a prayer circle with other women, I felt so intimidated and my heart would start racing and my face would turn around and I'm like, please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. I didn't yeah. know how to pray out loud. Yeah. And I also remember trying to read the Bible and I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be a good girl and read the Bible, but like nothing was speaking to me. Yeah. But I remember what happens is when you have certain people come into your life and explain it in a new, fresh way, and you and you actually want to receive the Word of God. Like, the way you get closer to God and know God is getting to know Him yeah. through His Word. Yeah. So I believe in the full Bible. I believe in the living, breathing Word of the Bible. Yeah. And I also believe that we have a living God here. Like, yeah. like, there's a living God. So miracles don't just happen in Bible times. Miracles are happening every single day around yes. the world. Yes. And so I just remember being so desperate. Sometimes we don't ask for what we want. Right. We're like, oh, well, I know that there are, you know, uh, you know, people that are hungry, you know, dying in other countries. So I should only pray for that. That's not what God says. I mean, I am talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to Jesus every single day. You know, we have, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit yep. at, like with us when we call on them. It says to call on him and he will tell us things that we do not know. Wow. And so I got on my knees in desperation. It's usually when we're in desperation, yes. but I've just learned to do it all the time. And mm-hmm. the more you get to know someone you want to know, the more you get to know them and it gets in you. Yes. Right? Oh, amen. And oh. so I remember being on the floor and just being like, I don't, it was just like a conversation. I mean, so many people try to complicate it. It's simple with God. It's like, okay, Lord, I want to know your word. I don't understand it. I want, I want it to speak to me. It's not speaking to me. And that's when I said, bring people to me that can help me. That's when people started coming into my life, sharing scriptures that would relate to me. And I'll share some that were like, really, really powerful back then that yeah. still stick with me today. But then, then I, I remember hearing somebody um, talk about the Bible and he said, make sure when you're reading the Bible, you open it up and you ask 
the Holy Spirit. You ask the living God to speak to you. And when you read, don't get caught up in the stuff that you don't understand. Don't get caught up in like, wait, I don't understand. Just keep going and ask God to have the words jump out at you that you need to know. Uh. And that's the exact prayer I prayed. I said, okay, Lord, if, if, if you want me to know this and I want to know you, show me, show me the words you want me to know. Revive my spirit. Help me to understand you. I just had to say it. I had to want it. Right. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. faith is like wanting it. You've got to like, you can't just like get fed and eat and like not do anything with it. Right. Like you've got to want it and then take action. So I'm like, I'll do this, but you've got to show me and then I'll take action with it if I yeah. can understand it. Right. So that hungry heart of like wanting to not just be fed, do something with it. And so, um, I just remember like opening it up and that's what happened to me, you know, 19 years ago. And that's, what's been happening. That still happens to me, but it's just different now. It's like, yeah. it's like, it just, I don't like to even read anything right. else as right. much as I love to read the Bible yeah. and all the different versions and just break it down because the Holy Spirit will speak to me in that way. And, you know, you know, you've experienced it, Emily. And I think that that's, yeah. that's one of the biggest things that is so fun when you share in like a, sisterhood relationship oh that like it, it's it's exciting it fuels you and I've never had that relationship where it's like I want to share this scripture I want to share this this song you know you guys created you create music for live out loud <laughs> I want to share this book this it's it's just like constant and it's it's just this overflow instead of talking about someone else yes. or yes. just like the low vibrating stuff that people focus on. It's mm -hmm. like you focus on life and you focus on the word. And, and what I really want to know, because I, I, yes. I'm envisioning you back then. I'm envisioning you at 26. I'm envisioning all this go down. Like what has the journey been like? Have so like ha, from that moment on, yeah. were you like, I'm devoted. I'm going to have a morning routine. <laughs> I'm going to go to church. Like, what is that? Like, did no. you call your husband Brett and be like, this is what's up? Like, what did that look yeah. like? Because it's like, I just feel like you're so strong in your faith. And I always wonder, like, well, how did you, how did you develop that muscle? It was, it, it's definitely a process. You know, it, it was a definitely a, a miracle moment. I believe we have miracle moments, mm -hmm. but I believe there's a lot of things that build up to a miracle moment. Yeah or just a life-changing moment, right? So I think that the Lord was trying to get my attention for a really long time. And it took that moment for him to really start cracking me open a little bit to all that he was going to fill me up with. You know, a lot of people walk around really tormented by things that they never talk about or things that they oh, feel. Yeah. And I, you know, Jesus came to die a brutal death on a cross to set us free free. Mm. So we don't have to live in that bondage. Right. We don't have to keep replaying that same story right. over and over yeah. and over. We could be set free in a moment. It's a moment, like a moment can happen yeah. Yeah. and it can change your whole life. So yeah. yes, that was one of like thousands of moments that have happened since that have gotten me to the place where I am now. But I believe we're always growing. I mean, I want to grow every single Constantly. day until the day I die. Yeah. And really, you know, what happened after that moment, Brett, my husband, you know, walked that out with me uh, around the same time. I think he was kind of on a similar journey. So it was us together. You know, marriage to us is physical, emotional, spiritual, yeah. and togetherness. It's, it's yeah. the way God 
meant it to be. And we both back then were also on a journey. We were not, we were, we were not who we are today. And, you know, we both were hungry for something different though. Mm -hmm. You know, again, you know, a lot of times I'm like, how, how, how is it really working out for you? You know, like if you don't know Jesus or you don't have that living God or, or something that's more foundational than just, you know, something surface, right. You know, how is it really, really working out for you? How is how is your marriage really working out? Right. How are your kids really working out? Because here's the deal. We're all going to suffer here on this yeah. earth. We're all going to endure. We're going to suffer. For sure. But the thing is, is that, you know, there's strength and joy and hope mm-hmm. that comes from, from, the, from the Lord that cannot come from anything else. It can't. And so Brett and I, when we were starting this journey together, we did all the awkward things. Listen, I'm the most awkward person. Like you might think I'm bold in my, and, and, and confident in my, in my faith now. And I am, but it's not me. It is not me in my flesh and in my normal, like without God and just relying on me and me, 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 I am like, nervous. I'm awkward. I'm like uncomfortable really. And so when Brett and I came together, the first thing I was like, okay, we're going to do this thing and we're going to like pray out loud together and like, let's just do this. And it was so awkward. And it was (laughs) awkward for like three years. Every time got a little less awkward, but like we were committed. And so we did it. And every day got a little less awkward but like my house is a house of prayer. Like yeah. we pray over our kids. We pray out loud everywhere. We're worship music. Like it's normal in our house yeah. now, yeah. but it took time, just like discipline, right. just like habits. And so it's the same thing when you're getting to know somebody, when you're dating somebody and you know, when you have your kids or whatever, you know, in a new job or, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but you have to yeah. stay committed and you have to have habits that will help you to get to, right. you know, get familiar with it. And so that's what we did with prayer. We did that with worship. I mean, we were the people that were like, why are people raising their hand when they're worshiping? That's kind of awkward. So we went from like here to here (laughs) and we went from here to here. And then I remember somebody being like, you know, when we, when people raise their hand, it's not for show. It's because you just want anything and everything that God has for you. And you just want to surrender and you don't want to care about what anybody else thinks. And so just have like, raise your hand and allow the Lord to just pour out. And I was like, Oh, that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> Give me all the things, yes. you know? Yes. And so there's just things that you learn along the way. And the more you do it and the more you get to know who really created you, the less you care about what people think yeah. because you're getting so filled with a spirit. So right? filled. Yeah. So filled. Yeah. And it's, people have asked me like in the past few months, they're like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> It's like there's a peace about me. Like I'm more motivated or I I should say purpose-driven than I ever have been in my life. But there's peace Mm -hmm. that I didn't have before. And I don't care what anybody thinks. And I think that's my number one question I get Mm. from people, especially they want to know like in business. And so I want to know like, okay, so you have this faith journey, but what you have created like you're an entrepreneur, you have created a life by design, truly. And so how, how does this look like bringing faith in business? What made you decide to do that? You know, That's what a is- really easy one for me. Okay. And it, I know it's not easy for everyone, but let me tell you how I did it. So I worked in a corporate environment when, you know, before 
I got Can't pregnant. Imagine with, you in a corporate I know. I'm unhirable now. I'm like, totally what? unhirable. <laughs> Full time entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You know, but I was in the corporate environment before that. Okay, and I was a business major. I was like, I'm going to work in a corporate environment. And it, it, it was, it, I can't be boxed in. And I was very boxed in there. And I remember wanting to speak about certain things and getting in trouble. So I knew that that wasn't the, the vehicle for me. So I did start building and creating things based on my desires, based on, you know, what it is that I wanted to create and build. And really it was after my cancer diagnosis that really I got so awakened in my spirit. Like, you know, there's something about when you allow the chains to break oh. and the torment to stop and you allow a living God to fill you up and you speak out the, the living, breathing word and you speak out scriptures, which is like, you know, his word over your life. Yeah. There's something that breaks that's bad, yes. like the, the bad things break and there's something so good that comes yes. alive. Yes. And again, that's the catalyst for like, me wanting to be in relationships with women that I can see like the amazingness in them. Right. I just want to pull it out and remind them and then they go fly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we are meant to create and build. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I got set free from, you know, all of those things I was feeling and I actually started to step more into my faith and understand the word and worship and God just kind of was filling me up and bringing the right people in. I started to create like never before. Wow. I started to get downloads and create. I mean, I know you've experienced this too. It's like, yeah. it is like a super, it's not, it's not fake. It's, it's a supernatural energy. It's like the way you were created to be. It's like your design. I mean, you were, you know, you were made to create you, yes. the, the creator of, you know, the universe, you know, that's why I never say just the universe yeah. because why would we leave out God right. that created the universe? Right. So, you know, the, the creator of the universe created you and me, if that's what you believe. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. And so if we believe that, we are creative beings. We right. should be able to create and build. And so we shouldn't be confused. We shouldn't be stuck. Right. And if we feel that, that's a spirit that we should just say, no, I dismiss that spirit. Mm -hmm. I welcome the creative spirit that I'm created to do yes. and be. Yeah. And so when, when I started creating and building it, just everything just happened. Like things that are supernatural, things that yeah. don't even make sense, things that... So, um, like, I want to know, like, you had your first event at the Breakers Hotel, right? Yeah. I just... Like, <laughs> yes. And so, so many people that listen to this and watch this, mm -hmm. they, like, want to, like, go pro. They yeah. want to do the thing. How did that start? What made you say, I'm just going to do it? it? It was, again, that it, there's something about the it's called the dunamis power in the Bible. It's okay. the dynamite power. Oh. It's like the supernatural power that gives you the confidence and strength that you probably won't have on your own. And when God started telling me, so when I started craving more women that I was like, Lord, where are the women out there that are like me in, in the way that want to celebrate each other yeah. in the way that want to talk about Jesus and God without it being intimidating or, um, condemning, right. you know, or, rule-based or, you know, where are they and where, where can I find them in business too? Yeah. And I kept praying for it. And one day he said, go create it. You don't have it because you're supposed to go create it. Wow. And so that's why it's easy for me to put my faith into my business because I remember having a breakthrough moment and just weeping and crying. And I, cause I remember feeling so set free right. after living in like bondage of like feeling so Oh. Like, you know, people pleaser and just 
feeling tormented by shame or pain from my past that yeah. like, I just felt like, you know what, when you're set free, you should tell anybody and everybody how that happened. Right. I didn't want to hide and pretend right. that I, I didn't know what happened because I knew in my mind, I'm not the only one. Mm. If everybody else is walking around saying they're fine too, I know they're not. And so I want to walk around and say, this is what actually happened. And this is how I was set free. And so if I'm going to do that, and I was like, Lord, if I'm going to create new businesses, I don't want the increase from man. I don't want the increase from people. I want it from you. There's no point to get increase for me no. from anybody else besides my creator, because he's the one that gives me the ideas. Right. He's the one that brings he me the get people. The street cred. Yeah. Why not give him the street cred? I don't want to take yeah. the credit because here's yeah. the deal. If I take the credit, that's a lot of pressure on me. Right. I would rather not take the credit. Mm -hmm. I am not capable to do anything that I've accomplished or done definitely in the last 10 years. No way. No way. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even make sense. The very first event that I did at the Breakers in Palm Beach, everybody tried to tell me, who do you think you are going to the Breakers? You need to start at the Holiday Inn. And I was like, <laughs> why do I have to start at the Holiday Inn? Yeah. I want to start at the Breakers. And it wasn't a showboat thing. It wasn't right. like a... It wasn't for the purpose of like showboat. Right. It was because God had told me who I was. Right. And we are all a daughter or a son of a mighty king. Yes. And we might as well act like it. Our right. resources are unlimited. And so there was something about going for it oh. and trusting. Because when you trust a living God that tells you that your resources are unlimited for what he's placed in your heart, then you might as well go act like it. Oof. So powerful. So that's kind of like where that started because yeah. I was used to people saying, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? And again, another reason why I'm a champion for women, right. because I have literally seen in my programs, I've seen in my, my communities, and I, I, I'm, I know you've seen this too. I've seen women build worldwide brands or become multimillionaires or created whatever they needed to create right. out of one other woman cheering them on yep. in their ear. Yeah. But I've also seen women completely stop the call on their life, completely go out of purpose, completely just falter, like mm -hmm. just become totally frozen and stuck and just yeah. quit because of other people's opinion yep. or other people's ability to shut them down and say, right. no, why are you doing that? Yeah. And so that's why, that's what drives me. I'm like, that's not okay. Especially having daughters. I'm like, ladies, we can do better. Right. right. You know? Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean, I want to know like how important is your environment to you? Cause it's like, it's so easy to falter and especially when you don't see it. And like, it's in, and you're a lover. I'm a lover. We're lovers. <laughs> He's lover. I'm not, you know, yes. but Sometimes we're in situations we just love, mm -hmm. but they're not the greatest situations. We try to love people, but maybe they make bad decisions. Maybe they don't have integrity. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're practicing different things that aren't of God. Yeah. Maybe they're promoting different types of relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, <sighs> this is a real struggle for people. Yeah. And I know my recent answer, mm -hmm. but I want to know from you, like you, I feel like you've stayed so diligent, so, so obedient. You, you literally have done so much, but have you had moments of like, oh, wait, this is bad or. Of course. Like, I, I mean, all the time. I mean, listen, 
first of all, we're all humans right. and we are all going to disappoint each other. We are. And, you know, I had some really, I've had a lot of mom, We've all had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I don't know anybody that, has. that hasn't had a disappointing or discouraging moment in their life, especially successful people. But what I've learned is successful people do not have time to mm-hmm. gossip. They do not have time to be offended or to offend other people. Like they just don't have time for that. But right. we are humans. Yeah. So things are going to happen and we're going to say things and we're going to do things that we don't mean. And we have to have a level of, first of all, forgiveness, mm-hmm. grace and forgiveness and mercy is the number one thing. And so one of my rules about relationships and just who I surround myself with is if I have to apologize more than once, or if I have to explain myself more than twice, like I don't have time anymore. Oh, and it took me a while to get there because I love people too. Yeah. And I just want to make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that you like yeah, yeah, really yeah. know who I am. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped that about 15 years ago because we don't have time for that. Right. Listen, I love you and I know you. And if you said something to me that really upset me and you said, listen, I am so sorry. Yeah. I really didn't mean that. Yeah. I would be like, you know what? You're right. I know you're not like yeah. that. This is why it hurt me and we should be able to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I should be able to come to you and say, you know, this really hurt me, Emily. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of embarrassed to say this because I don't yeah. want to say it, but like we should have a good enough relationship. Like this really hurt yeah. me. And you should say, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to hurt you. But if you're in a resistant relationship of any kind, business, friendship, you know, whatever, you know, and you have to, and they're like, well, I don't believe you. Or will you really still hurt me? And it's just like constant. That's not healthy, first of all. Right. But also as far as like condemning anybody that doesn't believe what I believe, like I would never do that. I would never like condemn because that's not my job. Mm -hmm. My job is to love, I feel like. But there also are boundaries in order for me to grow yeah. and to continue to grow into the woman that God created me to be yeah. and the things that I have to do on this earth, yeah. there are boundaries that I put up around certain things that I don't allow into my life only because I understand what that will do to my spirit. So, and I never yeah. used to understand that. And I have put myself in situations where my spirit has been very um, tormented or yeah. shut down by what other people are doing. And I knew I wasn't in alignment, but guess what? I was a people pleaser, so I allowed it. So I just don't allow it anymore, but I don't condemn, but I just don't allow it because I know what will do what it will do for me and what God has for me in this life. And I don't want to leave anything on the table that I could have done because I allowed something in because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, so Does that makes sense? 100%. Yeah, you can feel it in your spirit and then it takes you off course. Mm-hmm. It totally takes you off course. And then I feel like if you're not aware and if you're not in the word, if you're not conscious, it's like days will go by, weeks will go by, months, years will go by. Like you're talking about, like there could be someone who is meant for greatness, but they completely go off course mm-hmm. because they spend so much time with people that aren't living life with yes. intention. And there's a lot of confusion out there. So you know, I think the easiest, most simple way, because I know we get a, we we get questions all the time that are yeah. like, um, how do you get closer to God? Yeah. Or how do you know, you know, what's right, what's wrong, yeah. what to believe? And all I can tell you is this. God is such a loving God and following Jesus is so simple because it's just, there's just one. Yeah. It's not Jesus and. Yeah. There's not like 
God and, right. you know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. really simple, but it can become very confusing and very overwhelming mm -hmm. when the world is very confusing and overwhelming. And is. there's a lot of things coming at us. And this is what has been able to help me through like, through the last few years, through raising teenage daughters, yeah. through the pandemic, through everything going on in the world. I believe in the living, breathing word of God. And there are many, many things in the living, breathing God that tell us to be still, mm. to not have anxiety, to have hope, to believe bigger, oh. to have life. And so if I fix my eyes on one and look up and look down to the word and I don't get distracted with everybody else's opinion mm. or everybody oh. else's teaching, yeah. then I don't have to worry. I don't have to be like, wait, hold on. Their teaching said this or they said this, or I have to do these five rituals in order to get this. No, all I know is there's a living, breathing God that designed us and he wants to be in relationship with us. And I speak to him, I talk, I pray, yeah. I worship, and I feel the living, breathing God. And I ask him to give me eyes to, to see and ears to hear every single day what he has for me, to bring people to me that I'm supposed to do life and business yeah. with, to put my name on the hearts of the people that I'm supposed to do life and business yeah, with. I, love that. I keep it so simple. <sighs> and before when I complicated, it was a mess. Yeah. When we complicate things and we start to follow too many things and we get distracted by yeah. the world, and you know, like that scripture I sent you this morning about being tossed yes. around, Ugh. we're not supposed to be tossed around. No. It's really simple with, with Jesus. It is, yeah. I promise. It's not, and listen, I. It, it's so simple. It's I, not religion. You know, I'm not talking about yeah, religion. It's not, and in, in, yeah, we have to make that abundantly clear. Yes. We're just talking about a personal relationship yes. with Jesus. Yes. And, and that's where, like, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and so I didn't ever, I never had that mm -hmm. until I became a Christian, you know? And so it, it, there's this freedom and, like, yes. this. It's like we go to therapy, we do these things, we do all the rituals and this and that. And it's like, uh, I'll tell you what overrides all that is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like your nervous system, there's a peace. Yeah. And then he'll give you vision if you pray for it and ask for it, like vision for your life. And then I just feel like it just gives you so much more energy. And I bet when you say that, like I was thinking when you say that, and even with what I just said, I'm sure there's going to be people listening that are like, that sounds too easy. Yeah. But how did that really happen? Yeah. But wait, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I oh, don't yeah. want anybody to leave this conversation and still not realize like, but wait, how? Yeah. So, so for you, Emily, honestly, because I know there's been, you've always believed, but there's been such a bigger transformation of the clarity around so for you, like, what yeah. was that transformation moment? Well, like, I've always believed. Mm -hmm. And I've had, you know, moments in childhood and, and then going to Bible camp and whatever. But it was like, I, there's, I think there's believing and then there's actually, like, living it. Mm. They're, like, two different things. Yeah. And, I mean, I would pray backstage. I, 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 I would ask God to give me the words and have amazing encounters. But I still was like... No, but I like this thing, and oh, but I, and and it was like I would separate it, mm. and and it, I always wanted to to speak, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be too much. Yeah. And then there was like, I mean, I remember vividly, uh, someone in the business world was like, tone down the God card, yeah. like we were backstage, wow. and I was, he's like, 
And I'm like, but no. Wow. But but that affected that woman in the front row. Wow. And I'm like, but I just recommend toning it down. Mm. And I was like 20, you know, freaking four, 25 wow. years old. And I'm, and it's just like, don't be too much. Mm. And so I never really allowed the relationship just like I struggled with my past with letting love in from yeah. being abandoned as a little girl and it wasn't until you know we I was with you wow. really truly up in the woods at a camp and you know and <laughs> that it, sounds so it sounds so we're not really two girls in the woods we're really not we're, we're not glamping, we're not glamping. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean it was a divine appointment no, it was and it was a series of events mm. it was it was you and and your husband Brett and it was like whoa mm. like it because for so long in the business world I'm like I can't relate to these yes. women I admire this and this and this about you but like there's something off mm. because God brings a confidence in you through you on you that no no nothing else could ever bring you mm -hmm. and I met you and I was like, there's just something about it, you know, something about it. And then, you know, we had this time with Tim Tebow and I just was like smacked in the face. Mm. It was like I was smacked in the face, hugged at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to die to my old ways. Mm. Like I'm going to completely wow. surrender. Yes. And I'm like, uh, something isn't working. Yeah. You know? And like, again, no matter what you have, the businesses you build, yes. like, None of that compares. Yes. And so through meeting you and then just like reading and having the scripture and doing the communion and, and, and being in communion, being in yes. community yeah. with other believers, it just, it's like it activated me. Oh. And I truly feel like it's like if you look outside and it's foggy and suddenly it's clear. Yeah. And now I see differently. Really? Yeah. I see differently. Mm. And I finally feel like I'm home. Okay, that <laughs> right there, that's exactly it. You know, that that's exactly it. Yeah. What everything you just said, I think is what everybody searches for until they fill up that emptiness inside. You know, I think they, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard the saying like we all have a hole that needs to be filled inside yeah. and a lot yeah. of people fill it with other things and there's nothing that can replace the power of the blood. The, you know, the power of the blood, the reason why communion is so powerful is because Jesus, we believe that, you know, Jesus did die a brutal death mm. on a cross so that we could be free, yeah. so that we could have eternal life. And there is something that nothing, nothing could ever replace that. Mm -hmm. And you said two really powerful things, Emily, that I just want to address because I think it's so important that we stay here. Like yeah. you said about your voice. Live Out Loud, my brand, yes. is not about being louder. It's about being able to speak out loud what mm. is inside, the promises Oof. that God placed yeah. inside. I believe we all have gifts that can never be removed, right. but they must be activated. Right. And you use the word activate. And a lot of times we do get shut down. Our voices get shut down. That little girl that was so excited. And I think that's why we share, like when we meet other girlfriends or meet other friends, we're like, you do? Yay! You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're excited yeah. to like celebrate because it's that little girl inside of you before that thing happened. Yeah. I got goosebumps. Like, you know, you know, that little girl, if you really can look back, and I know there's all these like little girl, you know, exercises that people do. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the girl that you were before the first thing happened, yeah. before somebody else defined who you were, mm -hmm. before like that unworthiness started to, to build up or before somebody told you, shh, 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 quiet down a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, that's the girl that I'm always after to like bring to everybody yeah. else because it's like the, the girl that God created. Yeah. And, and every single person that God created has that opportunity and should have had that opportunity. But usually something or someone shut them down. And that's why when I talk about shame a lot, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Shame can come from something that happened to you somebody that did something to you or something that you did, something that you did to somebody yeah. and you carry it around and, it, and that's where the enemy gets in. And there's this scripture, John 10, 10, that I used to just cringe when I would read it because I'm a scaredy cat. Well, I'm not anymore, but I used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't really like that. But then when I learned what it really meant, I was like, oh, okay, game on. Because it says that there's an enemy that, that is here to steal kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. And I used to be like, okay, that's a little intense. Yeah, can, we, yeah. can we just cover that one up? But I didn't know that it meant steal your family, kill your confidence, destroy your childhood, fill in the blank, right? Steal, kill and destroy is like right, right now what we're living in. What, it what is. do you feel like is being destroyed yeah. or stolen from you? Sometimes it's, you know, a relationship, your finances. Mm -hmm. Again, it could be your confidence could be your purity, whatever right. it is, whatever right. anyone, anybody's struggling with. But the second half of that scripture says, but Jesus came to bring us life and life to the fullest. Mm. And that's what makes me emotional because when I was, when I used to replay, when the, the doctors, what they said, you're probably not going to live past 40. I used to replay this death sentence over my life over and over. over. Yeah. And when I read that scripture, something shifted. Again, it's like, the, that's why it's living yeah. and breathing. Yeah. It's nothing that a human can say to me. It's a living, breathing word that was an appointed time for me to read that so that Jesus was reminding you, hold on, daughter. Yeah. You're supposed to live and not just live, but live life to the fullest. Mm. And that's why the, the brand Live Out Loud means so much too, because I want every woman to know their worth yes. to live. There's way too much going on in the atmosphere yeah. right now. Way too many young kids, teenagers, grown adults. Every, so many people are wanting to take their life. Mm -hmm. So many people are talking about how they don't deserve to live. They, they, they don't think they have a purpose. Right. I hear it all the time yeah. and it breaks my heart because yeah. that is the plan of the enemy. If we could just flip everything upside down and realize if we could listen to the voice of God louder than the voice of the enemy and realize how powerful God is and his light and his strength and his confidence and his joy and his hope through us versus what the enemy is replaying yes. in our mind all the time, then we would know. So that scripture was like oh. one of my first, like, like it was like a, uh, like an armor for me to go, okay, every time I feel like something's being stolen from me. Every time I feel anything opposite of what the fruit of the spirit promises me. Mm -hmm. So if I feel unworthy, shameful, if I feel, you know, hopeless, if yeah. I feel anything yeah. that I, that I know is not from the Lord, then I am entertaining the enemy. When you think like that, things change very quickly. Yeah.
You know what I mean? Oh, it absolutely does. It completely does. I'm like, this is not of, this is of this world. This is not of. But people don't talk about this they, stuff. They we just think it's us. They don't talk about it. They put a Band-Aid on it mm -hmm. or they say, take this drug or do this. Or like, it, it's like, you're not getting to the heart of the issue. Let's mm -hmm. just say what it really is. And this is why I love Live Out Loud. I love what you've created because it's you. real. There's substance, <laughs> you know, and I just feel like there's so many things out there, so many events, so many masterminds, so many. And it's just like, Lord, show me what's real. Yeah. Show me where I can heal. Show me where I can go and not just be a number, how much money I make or what I have or how many followers I have. Or it's real. Yeah. And you're doing real work, real work. <laughs> I'm so proud Thank of you. you. Thank I you. I truly am. Thank you so much. What do you think your it factor is? Who? So an encourager. Yeah. I think that there's nothing more important than being encouraged to be who you were created to be. Mm. And so encouraging people's spirit reminding them who they are and calling them higher, not leaving them. Yeah. That's why I love, like people do call me super connector. Yeah. I'm like, if I meet somebody amazing, I can't keep them to myself. Uh, yeah. Why am I going to keep them to myself? Right. You know? And yeah. I just feel like there are so many people just sitting on the sidelines mm. and they think like, this is it. And it's not, it's just the beginning. Right. And it's a choice. I have seen 55, 65 year old women literally start worldwide brands after being discouraged the most of their life and then being encouraged and something comes alive that was dead just because of one woman's words. And that's why it's so important. Oh, it's beautiful. And you do that for people too. You do. Thank you. What piece of advice would you give to someone listening to this right now that's like, I want to be more bold in my faith? What would be their next step? If they want to be more bold in their faith, ask for it. Okay. Google, go, literally Google scriptures on asking, asking for it. Like there are so many scriptures that say, ask and I will give. Yep. Ask for it. Be bold and ask for it and be in a posture to receive. There's a lot of people that say, but I've been praying for 10 years and I don't have it. Right. And they get angry. Yeah. Like, oh, easy for you to say. Yeah. I've never had any of my prayers answered. Because right. you know that, that, that people feel that way. Oh, totally. But this is the scariest, best prayer I pray every day. And so either way, it's a win-win. Uh -huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm always praying, Lord, have your will. I believe that what is in my heart is from you. So it's done. So thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm a little impatient. So if we could speed up the process, that would be amazing. But thank you in advance. I cannot wait for what's in my heart to come to pass, okay? But if I have it wrong, if this is not from you, take it away and take it away immediately. Show me it's not from you. Yeah. If this is from just my desires, like just take it away because I don't want it. Right. So I become really clear, like I'm always flowing in like whatever God has for me. And it's like an exciting, wild, crazy ride. Right. But when something gets taken away from me, 
And this is why it's important to have people around you that love you and trust you. When something gets taken away, I have people that will remind me of that prayer. Right. And I remember, oh, that's probably not for me. Right. Oh, there's so much peace with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, girl, this has yeah. been amazing. Yeah. I think we need a part two, part three, <laughs> part 500. I love you. I love you. Where can people find you? Well, if you're on Instagram, yes, <laughs> live out loud, Brooke. Um, and I, let me just say something like that. If you want like daily word, well, she does have this daily word activation. Yeah. Like daily, straight to your phone, no yes. noise. Plus Instagram. Yeah, that's part of my Ignite membership. And yeah. you can find anything on my yes. Instagram or brookthomas.com. And yeah, I just, I'm so grateful to be here and find me and you know let's just live out loud together yeah. plug her in honestly podcast too <laughs> i love you thank so you. much thank you thank you